Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good? Amen. Well, let's take our Bibles tonight. Please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. First Corinthians chapter 11 tonight, we've become one of those liberal churches without a pulpit. And it was just so crowded up here, we decided not to use it tonight. You know, the funny thing is, I, uh, you may not know this, but there's places where they fight over people that have a glass pulpit or a wooden pulpit. I'm not making that up, Brother Axler, you've seen those things. They fight over that. Do you know in the Bible what a pulpit was? In the Bible, a pulpit was the platform. Nehemiah stood upon a pulpit of wood so that he could speak to the people. That was the pulpit, not the lectern. And uh, we get all fighting over things that aren't even biblical. And that's sad after what Christ has done for us that we would fight over silly little things. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Do you remember what Christ has done for you? I'm just going to spend a few moments on that word remember tonight. Just give you four things to remember before we take the elements of the Lord's table tonight. It's very different, isn't it? Uh, not having the men up here with me, not able to hand things out and, and uh, spend that time. But we will spend some time in prayer together. and We're not going to be real long. Do you know at, at the Last Supper, they sang. The Bible says they sang a hymn together before they went out to the Mount Olivet. And there Jesus prayed, of course. And, but they sang. God's people have always been a singing people, singing praises to God. And uh, we make no apology for that, and we love to sing. We love to sing to the Lord as well. And so tonight, let's, let's spend some time in just a few moments in the Word of God, and then we'll get into the Lord's table as we take of the bread and the cup. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, look at verse 24. Or sorry, verse 23. Look at verse 23. I'm sorry. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. There's that word, remembrance. Christ wants us to remember. Verse 25, After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. There it is again. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Our Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather once again around this table for the first time in a year. Lord, as we take of the bread and we drink of this cup tonight, Lord, may we truly remember what each element means. The broken body and the shed blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we be careful to give you all the glory and the praise and honor for it. Father, for the next just few moments, 
May the Holy Spirit of God use the scriptures to speak to us. And Father, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it has been a year, and so I'll remind you of a couple things, I guess. We believe here at Bethel Baptist Church, and we believe that it's a biblical position, that we have two ordinances of the local church. We have baptism, believer's baptism, by the way, not just any baptism. Believer's baptism, those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as a picture of their association with Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection, and therefore by water immersion. The word baptized means to plunge or to immerse. But we also believe in the ordinance of the Lord's table, mandated by Christ himself at the Last Supper, as he said, this do in remembrance of me. He took the bread and he broke it and he passed it to his disciples. He took that cup and he poured it out and he said, this is the New Testament in my blood, this do in remembrance of me. Twice Christ would say to us, there are some things I need you to remember. I think we've all been to a memorial service or a funeral service of some sort. And it's etched in our mind, especially if it's a close loved one, the, 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 what we are trying to do at those services to pay tribute. Much is said about the deceased, the one that is laying out in that coffin. We, we eulogize them, speak highly of them, and we, we talk about their life. We might share a video and a, a song about them. We sing their favorite hymns, and we share their favorite scriptures, and we preach about their testimony in Christ. But it's a time of remembrance. On November 11th every year, we celebrate Remembrance Day. We remember those that have given their lives and sacrificed for us. And so we already have this idea. It's important to remember certain things. How many of you have a calendar you have to write things down in to remember? Because it's important that we remember. I want to suggest to you tonight there's nothing more important than remembering what Christ has done for us. And Christ said, I want you to do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. I want you to remember some things. I need you to focus upon some. And, and I think it's a good reset for a church. You know, we can get a, we can, we can, churches can drift and then get busy about certain things and certain ministries and sometimes lose sight of the gospel message and lose sight of what centers us around Jesus Christ. And the Lord's table brings us back to that place where we remember truly what is important. We preach Christ crucified. That's the central theme of the church. You say, well, I don't have the resources of some churches and maybe we don't have the money to have a bus ministry. We don't have the money to do this or to do that. Friends, if you have a Bible, you can preach Christ. You can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we center on those things and Christ helps us to remember by mandating the Lord's table that we would perform it as an ordinance of the church. Let me give you quickly tonight four things that I think are important that we always remember at these occasions, but all the time. I think, first of all, if we're going to remember honestly about the death of Jesus Christ, I just want you to remember this. It was a solemn evening. It was a serious time. And sometimes I think when we come to the Lord's table, we are more serious than we are at other times. We sing different hymns than we might normally sing. I, I was thinking tonight, as we were singing, we're singing a lot of slow ones tonight. People seem to understand the reverence of the moment and how important the Lord's table is. And we're singing songs about the cross tonight and songs about the blood tonight. And I was reminded of a 
CD I was listening to the other day in my car, California Baptist University, and they have some great songs. This is the first place I ever heard the song, Nothing Ever Can, Nothing Ever Will. First place I ever heard the song, Behold Our God, was from this university, this Baptist university. And the choir director gets up and he says this, he says, we're going to sing quite a bit tonight, and they do. They sing probably 25 songs on this CD. He says, some of them are going to be fast. He says, you old codgers, he says, just relax and let the young people enjoy. He says, some are going to be slow and deep. He says, you young people, let us older folks enjoy that. He says, but in everything that's going on tonight, don't miss what God is trying to do. That was the focus. Don't You say, sometimes I don't like every song we pick in church, preacher. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes I don't like every song I pick. But I know that it has a message that's going to be a blessing to somebody. Somebody's going to be encouraged by it. It's going to help somebody. It, it, it reinforces something in our hearts and lives from the message. I don't always like them either. But I've noticed tonight was more of a solemn night in a lot of our songs. Think about the night the Lord Jesus Christ would be betrayed. They gathered in an upper room and they shared the bread and the cup, but that's not all what happened. It was at that meal that Judas was identified as the one that would betray him. And Jesus said to him, what thou doest, do it quickly. He said to Peter, everybody tonight's going to forsake me. Peter says, no, no, I'd rather die than leave you, Jesus. He says, Peter, before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. The fact that Jesus knew that must have been a horrible evening for him. The ones that he loved and walked with for three and a half years would betray him and deny him. From there, they'd sing a hymn together and they'd walk across the brook Cedron and they'd go up into the Mount of Olives. Jesus would take James and John and Peter and he would go into the Garden of Gethsemane and pray. And there his agony was so great, he would sweat great drops of blood. And he'd fall on his face before God. He'd say, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. It was a solemn evening. This was not, we, we celebrate, we celebrate this event with Easter eggs. The girls get their pretty little dresses and hats on. And they get their baskets with that grass stuff that gets all over the house in a couple days. And they get candy and chocolate. We celebrate it like it was a festival. It was a solemn night for Jesus. I just want you to remember that. I'm not trying to tell you to hide your Easter eggs when I come to visit your home. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't ever lose sight of what we're supposed to be remembering. What kind of night Jesus had. It was a solemn evening. I, I think we also ought to remember some other things. I, I, I want you to remember this. When we come to the Lord's table, there's a singular emphasis. This is about the Lord. Think about that. When the Lord gathered with his disciples in that upper room, listen, the Bible, doesn't the Bible say we're to teach the whole counsel of God? 
Amen? Some of you have been to marriage seminars and they've pulled out the Bible and they've given you great biblical advice. Some of you have read your Bible and found out how to rear your children and how to discipline them properly and, and, and all those things that we, we can get in the word of God. Some of you know how to learn, manage your finances and manage your home because of biblical principles. And those are all good things. But Jesus didn't teach on any of those things. There was one emphasis at the Last Supper It was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I know we're not perfect, but I just want to be careful when we come around the Lord's table that we make him our emphasis. By the way, he ought to be the centerpiece of every church service we ever have. Let him have preeminence in the church. Unto him be glory in the church. It is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we might learn many things from the Bible and we might grow in a lot of different areas and, and it might help us immensely in our Christian walk. But friends, we, we need to understand when we gather around this table, when we take of this cup and when we break this bread, it is a singular emphasis. It's about Jesus Christ. That's why we're careful about what we sing and what we say. I think we ought to remember thirdly. Let me give you those two things. It was a solemn evening. There's a singular emphasis. Number three, I thought about this. It was a selfless exchange. So what do you mean by that? At that table, we are taught, as we come to the Lord's table, we are called to remember him. This do in remembrance of me. When we come to the Lord's table, we are to take that cup and remember his shed blood. We are to take of that broken body and remember what sacrifice he made as he hung up on a cross and thorns were upon his head and a spear was pierced to his side as he was nailed to that wooden tree. We're to remember all the shame and the agony We're to remember that our sins were placed upon him. We're to remember all those things that Christ did for what? That he did for us. The ironic thing about the Lord's table is that we are here to remember him and to glorify him, but everything he did was for me. It's a selfless exchange. There's a trade that's been made. He says, you glorify me, and I'll die for you. You worship me, and I'll shed my blood for you. I'm not, I'm not suggesting tonight that, that grace is extended because we do those things. I'm just saying that the relationship we have with Christ is a two-way street, and we're reminded tonight by the Lord's table that everything we are glorifying him for is because of what he did for me, what he did for us. There's a selfless exchange that takes place. But I want you to remember the fourth thing. We're to remember this and don't ever forget it. We see it in the Bible here. We're to remember to have a spiritual examination. In light of all that Christ did for us, he says, before you come and take, let every man examine himself. Take some time. Do some self-examination. Check your spiritual life. The first thing you ought to check is, am I truly a child of God? Do I know Christ as my Savior? 
You've probably heard it a hundred times, but I'm just praying that the Holy Spirit would prick your heart tonight if you're not saved. All of us are sinners, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and the wages of that sin is death. There's a penalty. But God, by his grace, will save you because the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you know him? It's, it's not a game you can play. It's not a, a dream to be dreamed. You say, oh, I, can anybody truly know? John said, these things have I written unto them that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You can know. Hey, you know you're married, right? Why wouldn't you be any different if you enter into this relationship with Christ? Because he walks with you and he fellowships with you and he communes with you and you can, you can talk to him and he hears you. There's a fellowship that is restored by Jesus Christ with the Father. But you must know him and we must examine ourselves to see, are we in the faith? Do we know Jesus? Are you a born-again child of God tonight? You say, all these words are foreign to me. Then have you trusted him? Do you know him tonight? But we must also examine our walk as children of God. Have we stepped out of fellowship? Can we dine at his table if we're not right with him? There was a British preacher by the name of Robert Murray McShane. And they were passing out the Lord's table that night. It had been a, a terrible storm and their church was very ill-attended that night as a result. People came in those days in horse and buggy and, you know, it was, it was just hard to get through the muddy streets and so very few got there. And he said in this testimony there was only about 12 people there and so that night he decided that he would pass out the Lord's table himself instead of the deacons and just go to those 12 one by one. He said he got up into the middle here and he said there was a lady sitting on the row and she was weeping. And she just shook her head, no. He said, ma'am, go ahead and take it. It's four sinners. The body that was broken and the blood that was shed was for sinners. And he recognized that she was so broken over her sin. She didn't think she was worthy. But it's that exact brokenness over our sin that makes us worthy. That makes us able to be right with God. Because when we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. When we come to this table tonight, we're going to take a moment and we're going to remember it is a time of spiritual examination. It's a time where we're to hit the reset button, so to speak, and talk to God and just say, Lord, am I right with you? If you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll put his finger on something because we're all sinners saved by grace. And so for the next few moments, I'm going to encourage you to do just that. We're going to come to the Lord's table. But I want you to write where you are to bow your heads. And let's have that time of self-examination before we take of the cup. And I'll come up and I'll give you a few instructions and help you with those little things that you're holding in your hands. But let's go, Lord, in prayer.